aligning the chakras with self-love because honestly this is the basis of it like if we are not feeling self-love and self-worth welcome to finding your spark again i have with me today jenny mannion here to talk to me about the easy way to find self-love energy and unlimited power wow that's a list jenny i can't wait to hear from you welcome Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to be here with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I am really excited to hear about your perspective on this because I know that you know a lot about energy, the energy systems of the body and beyond. And I feel like that's something that we discount often. We say, oh, well, I want to feel joy. I want to feel happiness. And therefore, I'm going to do something that is emotional or mental or physical. And that doesn't cut it all the time. So let's start there. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the first thing that came to me when you were saying that was even like the simple example of the body. Like we don't pay attention to our body unless something goes wrong. Yet this body is this miraculous, you know, part of us that is running umpteen systems at a time every day. And we're not expressing gratitude. We're not really present with it. Unless something's wrong, then we're present with it. So it really is about like being present is where all the power is, first of all. And it's not really about the doing. It's more about the being. How are we feeling in this moment? And giving love for that moment. You know, I thank my body every morning when I wake up, you know, thanking your body in the shower. Thank you, body, for running all these systems for me today. Like really putting our attention on the things that do go well, that go without us even thinking about them. It really changes our perspective. It changes our energy for the day. You know, just recognizing that we do have these little gifts that are given to us every day. But we tend to want more, you know, we're like, hey, I want more. I want more of this or more of that. But really gratitude is kind of the key to getting more and receiving more because we're noticing we're showing love and appreciation for right where we are right now. And it's almost like we're opening the door for more goodness to come in. I am so glad that you're bringing up attention and appreciation because I feel like those two are a, a dynamic duo right? And a lot of times we look at the people who are, uh, someone has shine, shined a light on in our society and said, this is somebody who is a high achiever in this way or that way or another way. And we go, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. But we don't know that what they did to do it, you know, we always talk about this sort of like, what are you willing to do to get there, right? And we think that means hard work and you know, not eating and not sleeping and, you know, sort of ignoring the body. But in fact, to be able to maintain those positions that, that many of the people we admire in the world maintain, they've got to be able to put their attention and their appreciation on their body and on their immediate environment. Absolutely. And joy is such an important piece too. Uh, you know, you see Richard Branson, he's out, you know, playing he's out doing sports and doing activities he loves like it really is about what fills you with joy I, it's really not 
oh, when I have this much money, then I can take time off and appreciate life. And no, like, what can you do today? You can dance around your kitchen, blast your favorite song. Like you can, you know, go out for a walk in nature. You could take a couple of breaths. You can have a long, slow cup of tea, you know, and just really be present with the taste of it. Like there are so many little things we can do to invite joy in. And that does show appreciation. It does show appreciation of that present moment, which really does invite in more. It changes our energy up, so we're vibrating higher, and we can bring more good stuff in. We're actually like throwing the door open and inviting stuff in. I know a lot of my clients will get very caught up in the self-development journey, and that's wonderful. It's always wonderful. We're working on ourselves, but it can be come really like seem like we're very judgy of ourselves. Oh, you didn't do that right, and you need to work on this still. But really joy is as important. And I have told some clients like, hey, you are not allowed to bring any self-development books on vacation. You're there for joy, you know, just to experience, to be present, to really honor ourselves is as important, if not even more important than doing that inner work. There was a lot in that to unpack here a little. And I really want to, because I feel like talking about joy in this way where we remember that it isn't uh, a weapon to beat ourselves with and to say well if you were more joyous and and this you know i i have a lot of uh, people in my world who are related to the law of attraction and sometimes people can use that to really abuse themselves even though there is no nothing in it that indicates that one should do that. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> but um but to say to yourself, hey, I am responsible for my experience doesn't mean that you have to beat on yourself for everything that happens in the world. It just means that taking responsibility for this moment and your reaction to it and your ability to kind of stream yourself into this lifetime, right? is it makes a more enjoyable experience. So even the way you said, I told my friend not to bring the books, a lot of people say, well, I like the books. Yes, but you are using them to beat yourself over the head with, <laughs> right? And to say, I will just be present. It's going to be me and that sand under my feet and the sound of the ocean. And that's what I'm going to, or me and those giant pine trees and my hiking boots, right? Whatever it is that... It is your space where you're willing to be really, really present and that that's where joy is found. Honestly, it's the only place joy is found is in connection to your soul. You said that beautifully and it is like what connects you to that soul? What connects you to that childlike spirit where... Yeah, I mean, for me, I do love blasting music and dancing around my house. Like that is that brings me joy. Oh gosh, you know, I got to I got to tell you this story. I, <laughs> yeah. I I just have to interrupt you because you taught you. So the first time you said it, it popped right into my head, and I was like, that is that is not something we're talking about on the podcast. You, you could just leave that story, and then you brought it up again, and I was like, yes, we get to tell this story. So I have a friend who uh, has a child has several children, and when one of her kids was maybe five or six, I was visiting and uh, she said to her child, uh, you have to turn the music off. You, you know, it's time to go to bed or whatever. And, uh, or it's quiet time. I think it was. And, oh, the child got so upset, so upset. And so I said to her, well, what's the problem? And she said, well, I can't hear the music. I said, really, really? You can't hear the music? She said, well, 
maybe I can. And she used her imagination to tune in to what she wanted to be happening in her head. And so when you started talking about, I love to blast the music, there's a certain freedom of like, I don't even need to be able to afford speakers to be able to do that, right? All I need is my imagination and my willingness to focus in the direction of something super fun and then let my body do it. Absolutely. I love that story. Yeah. And I mean, some people, it's like putting on your favorite song and, you know, singing in the car as loud as you can. That's right. To find a space where you can let some of the energy start flowing. Yeah. And there are so many different ways. And it doesn't have to be, I know sometimes too, we can get in our head, even in the way like we express joy. Like when I was writing my book, writing's very joyful for me, but I was getting in my head, oh, I need an hour of peace and quiet. I need an hour of peace and quiet, you know, to, to be able to concentrate and write. And, you know, I, I talked to an author friend of mine, they're like, no, you know, grasp any moment you have. And honestly, like when I'm in flow, I can write more in five minutes sometimes than if I force myself to sit down and write. So really being playful with ourselves, not making so many rules, like really just, you know, you know, I feel like guided to drive this way instead of that way, you know, like really just being in the moment and being free with ourselves instead of so regimented. We're the only one that can hear that inner voice. So we're the only one that can change that inner voice. And that's such a critical part to really kind of living in that freedom and feeling that joy and present moment. I like that you're bringing up the sense of freedom here, because I think a sense of freedom is really how we reach for that, right? How, so if, if I'm just living from inspiration and my every day is filled with thoughts and emotions that are around how terrible my job is and how much I really wish my spouse was different and how my kids were almost doing better and right. <laughs> so when, when you surround yourself with that kind of thinking and then you get an inspiration, the feeling of inspiration, unfortunately you get inspired to things that are not going to help you. They're not, they're going to bring more of that. And so this sense of freedom of being willing to tap into You know, a lot of people talk about it in terms of meditation. They talk about it in terms of quieting the mind. But I think actually reaching for the sense of freedom in your body and mind is is almost a more accurate description of that before we allow that inspiration to come. Yeah, I mean, it is. There are so many different ways to be to really focus on the present moment. I do love, you know, I meditate daily. I love that. I love drumming. You know, that's a great way to like take my mind out of it and just be in the present moment. I mean, whatever it is, but that joy is really it's you are again, you're you're really focusing on that appreciation, you know, and that brings freedom. You're really focusing on the present moment and what this connection to doing this brings you. You know, so many I know I've talked to so many like clients that have stop drawing or stopped painting or put that aside oh I don't have time for that you know and made all these rules in their head where it's like you can doodle you know you can doodle for five minutes and sketch for five minutes like it doesn't have to be we're the only ones saying oh it has to be a masterpiece or it has to look a certain way 
and judging ourselves, really giving ourselves the freedom to just be, you know, just be just, you know, the more you do doodle, the more maybe you'll be like, hey, this is kind of cool. Maybe I will get the sketchbook out, you know, or maybe I will do this next step. But it's really taking those first steps to really giving yourself that permission to express that joy even if it's i hear i'm too busy i'm too busy for my hobbies that i used to have but it doesn't have to be hours and hours a day if you do five minutes here ten minutes there you know there's all these this, there's like duolingo online you know where you learn a language in five minutes snippets a day like there's so many things we can do in little windows of time you know rather than numbing out with, you know, whatever it is we do to numb out, you know, pick up the computer and play a game or do, you know, watch something mindless on YouTube. Like we can really focus on something that's going to bring us joy and like it fills us up. It changes our energy. It changes our vibration. Yes, that's great. And so I know that you do work because uh, I read your website <laughs> around the chakras, right? The, yes. the energetic systems of the body. So let's talk a little bit about how that contributes to that reaching for joy that you're talking about. Because these are great tips in terms of, I think we've had some great tips in terms of, uh, you know, physical things we can do. We can not turn on the things that numb us and we can take that five minutes. We can look for those little openings in our world for, for the things that, that help us to find joy. But let's talk a little bit about that energy system. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I have a, a, a free mini course on like aligning the chakras with self-love because honestly, this is the basis of it. Like if we are not feeling self-love and self-worth, we're not going to give ourselves permission for that joy, you know, and it does start with that root chakra, the first chakra, like what are your messages that you received from your parents, you know, and your community about joy? You know, have you been told you need to work 16 hour days and joy is like only for vacation two weeks, uh, you know, two weeks out of the year? Are you really, do you feel comfortable, you know, really expressing your joy? Do you feel safe on this planet to express your joy? I mean, these are all the first chakra, what you're holding there. The second chakra is important. It's how we see ourselves as, as men and women and sexuality are we comfortable feeling passion are we allowing ourselves that joy so many people feel stuck there they don't they don't feel safe expressing that third chakra you know is our solar plexus that's our power center that you know that can be an internal struggle of do we feel are we open to really expressing ourselves or do we feel like we have to be in control all the time oh I can't dance around the living room like my neighbors might look in you know like how how free are you to really like just be like I don't care you know like be in your power and and really emulate that and the fourth fourth chakra is really the most important about that like self-love and self-worth and receiving that divine love and feeling yeah I'm worthy of joy every day yeah I'm claiming it every day you know and one of the first things I'll have I'll suggest to people is writing a list of 10 things that bring yourself joy and connecting with that every day have it somewhere where you can see it so if you go to that like self-sabotaging pattern or that little space like you can look at that list or even the boredom space and be like I'm going to do one of these things you know that takes five minutes I'm going to go outside and take some deep breaths I'm going to put on that song that makes me sing along or dance uh, fifth chakra is about communication and creativity so 
how do you express your joy creatively? You know, for me, it's writing and it's dance, it's speaking, it's being on show, you know, interviews like this, like this brings me a lot of joy. How do you creatively express yourself? Six chakras and your intuition, you know, your third eye chakra. How do you, I always look at it, how do you see the world and how do you see your inner self? Like those inner and outer binoculars and how are you allowing yourself to really tap into the truth of what brings you joy? What, you know, what is, what feels good for you to express intuitively what comes into you, you know, and seventh is our connection to everything, which is so beautiful. You know, we are all connected and receiving that divine guidance, receiving that I'm going this way and not that way, you know, receiving that like little nudge from the universe. So, I mean, they are all really important. And when they're out of balance, we're going to feel it, you know, whether it's, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, it'll manifest in different ways. But just being able to tune into our energy centers really does inform us of where we can maybe use a little balance in our lives. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I visualized it as you were talking about it. And uh, that sense of like energy lighting up in the body is a real connector to our emotional responses right so because there are emotions around each of these chakras when they're out of balance right and when they're in balance we get to choose <laughs> we get to decide how we're going through the world <laughs> right but when they're out of balance then there may be anger that we don't anticipate and didn't didn't really feel like it came from us it felt like it came from the outside world and we we are just have to be in it or there can be on the other end of it, right? If we reach for it, joy, connection, uh, self-love, ease of energy in our bodies, all of those things when we're in balance and when we're focused on those upper chakras, which is kind of interesting because we spend a lot of time in this world focused on those lower chakras, don't we? Sure do. <laughs> Sure the upper ones definitely can give us more freedom and more allowance to balancing those lower ones. You know, the more we step into self-love, the more we can feel more in our own power, you know, with the third chakra, the more we can feel more comfortable uh, expressing passion through our second chakra, the more we won't care as much about the messages we got from our, you know, community or family, or we realize they're not our truth and we can transmute those and we don't have to buy into them and repeat them to ourselves over and over again. So it is really, it's so important to tap into those, to those upper chakras and really it's almost like a freeing of ourselves when we do. So, what happens when we are in a position where we're kind of unable to reach for self-love, unable to reach for those feelings of what I call above the line and below the line. And I know a lot of people kind of use that terminology for emotions, but for me, it's really about below the line where we're producing stress hormones and above the line, we're producing uh, chemicals that are, help us to feel good and to heal and to do all the other things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really believe in easy, short, short tools. Like I believe in, you know, putting our hands on our heart and doing some box breathing. So that's breathing in for four, holding for four, exhaling for four and holding for four. If you do a couple of rounds of that, 
that really brings you back to center. That was caught the breathing that was taught to Navy SEALs to calm them down. So, I mean, if it works for them when they're out, you know, in the trenches, it will probably work for us, you know. Pretty high stress job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty high yeah. stress job. Or I love too, like putting your hands on your heart and like recall, closing your eyes and recalling a happy moment because we have no problem taking ourselves over and over to those coulda, woulda, shoulda moments or the most traumatic moments in our lives. But putting your hand on your heart and bringing in a memory with every sense. What did it look like? What did it feel like? Were there smells involved? Were there sounds involved? Like really allowing ourselves, and it feels like almost like a guilty pleasure for some reason, you know, yet we have no problem like reliving the horrible stuff, you know, but really bringing that in or bringing in gratitude for someone we love, whether it be a human or a furry being in our life that we love. Sometimes it's easier to bring in the love for the furry, be the furry beings because they're, <laughs> they're unconditional love, you know? So really to put our hands in our hearts and just, it's really up to us to tell ourselves things are okay, you know? And when we start spiraling, you know, when we get into that worry loop, like it can feel like things are anything but okay. But if we can like grasp that second, you know, and be like, you know what? I'm going to decide for the next five minutes, let me just try something else. You know, um, there's also the Richard Dots method of worry. Like you can worry for five minutes, set a timer and then be like, worried about that today, done. <laughs> you know, putting that aside, nothing's going to get solved from that place of worry or the, the downward spiral. It really is in those moments of presence, of joy, of, you know, that inspiration can come and you can figure out a problem actually like in an instant. Whereas if you're focused on this is a problem, this is a problem, oh no, this is a problem, like that is not flow. That's like you tightened up like that. That's not allowing energy to flow and things to come to you. So really giving ourselves like just that, you know, and even if it's like staring at a flame, you can imagine all the like worries melting in the flame, or I love like making little, um, writing things down that I'm ready to release and putting them to the fire. There's so many like little tools, but get your toolbox, like, get, you know, get gaining a lot of the little tools so that when you're in a moment, you can, you know, you can access that and you can be like, okay, I pull, I'm pulling out this one now. I love the prayer Ho'oponopono is one of my favorite prayers, you know, and tools because it's so simple. Like you can say those four sentences, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you to say that to yourself and know that, okay, the story's running in my head. The story's running in my head. I don't want this running in my head. Like, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. I'm finding it so hard to get out of this loop. You know, please forgive me. Thank you. I mean, our soul is that unconditional love. So having those tools, if you need to write them down, write them down, you know, so you can go to them when you're in a time of crisis or you're feeling yourself dip into that. But really giving ourselves that permission to go to those places, go to those happy places, go to that, you know, the gratitude and the things that are good. We can get very distracted, especially these days with the stuff that seems not right, you know, but we can only control how we react. You know, you mentioned that before, how we react, how we're, t what, how, what information are we taking in? What are we doing for ourselves to help ourselves get through the day and make ourselves excited about the day? Not just getting through the day, but excited about the day. 
that toolbox comment is really, really important. You know, uh, in my group, Joy Healings, we talk a lot about the toolbox. And I think you brought up something really important about it in that um, the each tool isn't always available to us. And it also isn't always like energetically available to us. And it isn't always um, comfortable, right? So if you can do a specific breathing, because that feels like, yes, I can, I can do that in this moment, even though I feel overwhelmed or worried or stressed, then, then you've got something. But if that's your only tool, and you've gotten yourself into high anxiety, then you're going to be in real trouble, right? Because that's you can't do it with just one tool, right? Or you've gotten yourself into pretty good feeling and you want to get to the next level. Maybe that's not going to be the tool that gets you there. So I love that you're talking about that and sort of bringing up that if we, the same way that we learned in, in school, right? We learned in, in grammar school and in high school. And if other people went on from there, we learned all these tools for how to get along in the world and, and building that toolbox for your mental and emotional and spiritual journey is just as important, even though it's not a part of our traditional education. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes we do become like, I, why I have my clients write a list of all these things is sometimes we become like that kind of stubborn little toddler, teenager, arms crossed. I don't feel like, but I don't feel like saying Ho'opono right now. <laughs> like, you know, we become almost like self-sabotaging beings where we need that big toolbox. We need to be able to, to pick out what is in energetic alignment with us in that moment, you know, that's going to going to fill us with joy. That's going to feel Go soothing that. for us in that moment. Yeah, go through that crack of least resistance. Yes. <laughs> crack keeps moving. Gotta, gotta have something to go through it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, you brought up Ho'oponopono, and I just want to say, for me, that's that had I have used it in times personally, in addition to with my clients that have absolutely changed my life. And so that um, being willing, finding that willingness to learn some tools and finding that willingness to like find the person to actually teach you some tools and to help you figure out what's your, what's gonna be in your toolbox. You know, my, uh, my husband passed away about a year ago and when I was cleaning out the garage, there was a lot that was in his toolbox, right? Because he was literal. I'm talking about a literal <laughs> toolbox for like building things, right? Mm -hmm. And he did that all the time and I didn't do much of that. And then I found this bag that was like heavy leather bag that I had when I, before I met him, I had had that bag with my tools in it. And I thought, oh, this is interesting because it's a moment for me to determine, are these the tools that are going to carry me forward or do I need to augment these tools, right? And so it, even in that very literal way, if we take those examples in our lives and then translate them into how am I going to find joy, right? What are my tools to find feeling better today? What are my tools to be able to, you referred to it earlier, uh, I, I always think of it as those dishwashing moments, you know, when we're washing the dishes and, and there's nothing going on. There's plenty going on, right? Yeah, but it like, feels like there's not nothing very positive going on. <laughs> so that's right. That's right. Whatever our set point is, wherever we are in that kind of general 
space, that's that's what's going on up there. And most of the time, you're right, it is some recollection of something that happened three days ago when that lady said, and I don't think that was fair. And, you know, maybe I'm going to call her up, right? Uh, <laughs> or, you know, somebody left the toilet seat in a place I didn't like it the other day, and now I'm going to think about that for a while. Or whatever that, whether you're on frustration or anger or worry or stress, or how am I going to pay the bill? Or how am I going to, you know, what's going to happen next? And are we going in a good direction? And am I really satisfied? That's one a lot uh, I hear from my clients is, you know, I, I, everything's fine, but I'm not really satisfied. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about what we can do in you, right? What's going to happen in you to lift that? Because the world cannot satisfy you until you are satisfiable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that you've connected these energy centers for us with the feelings, right? It's, it's, it's a big deal. Most people don't know about them, right? <laughs> So uh, that we that we allow ourselves to be bigger than our bodies in order to get to that easy way, right? Because that's what we're we're looking for here is like, how do we do it easily? How do we make it not hard? I think you tapped into into that with the dishwasher moments. I mean, knowing that every moment we do we have, are you doing laundry? Are you grumbling about doing the laundry, or are you present with what you're telling yourself? Are you setting intentions while you're doing the laundry? Are you paying gratitude? You have a washing machine in your home while you're doing the laundry. Like there are so many different times. The shower I feel is such a sacred time because I know that, you know, usually people shower in the morning and the to-do list is going in their head or I'm going to see this person and they're going to say that or, you know, like it's just like this ongoing cycle. But yet here we have this sacred element, you know, water literally washing us clean you know, that's such a moment for meditation, for however that looks for you, whether that's gratitude, whether that's hand on your heart, recalling a beautiful moment, you know, whatever that is, it's such a beautiful moment. So knowing it doesn't have to be, so many people think a spiritual practice is, you know, sitting lotus style for an hour meditating. That's one way, you know, there's a lot of other ways to do it. It's walking out in nature. It's every single moment is an opportunity, you know, when you're in the car, are you listening to the news? Eh, probably not the best thing to do. You know, is there a positive podcast? You know, can you put on Donald and listen to her? You know, can you can you do something that's going to inspire you and make you feel good? Every moment is an opportunity. And sometimes you can set an alarm a couple times a day and just bring yourself to the present moment and be like, where has my mind been in the last five minutes? You know, am I here? You know, I'm here, I'm safe. Let me do these next two moments of breathing. Let me do, you know, one mo one minute of gratitude. It doesn't have to be all day or an hour a day. It can be these little moments throughout the day. It changes your energy because you're consciously choosing. I always think of like our thoughts are like these you know, we have 60,000 a day, a day. So they're, they're like sending out these scrambled signals all the time. But when we set intention, when we get present, we're really sending out that straight signal for what we want. So easy is being like, it can be a minute here. It can be a minute there. It doesn't have to be this concentrated carved out time all the time. That's beautiful. If you can make that too, go for it. You know, if you could do yoga for half an hour a day or Qigong or something like that, that'll add to it. 
but it's not necessary to live like a happy aligned life. We can take these little moments before bed when we wake up. Those are huge moments. Our subconscious is tuned in. Are you repeating the things on your list that you didn't do that day, you know, and lamenting that you'll have to do them the next day? Are you grateful for the things that you got done? You know, are you grateful that you're lying in a comfy bed? So knowing that like easy just can mean it can be really short. It can be these little moments that we choose. Washing dishes is a perfect one. Doing laundry, brushing our teeth. You know, these things where we're, we're half in, half out anyway, you know, but are we, we can bring ourselves really to the present moment kind of easily then, you know, and, and recognize, okay, how am I feeling? How am I feeling today? You know, what can I do for myself in the next, you know, five minutes or throughout the day to make my day a little better? So yeah, I think that's like how I connect with easy. So getting into this concept of unlimited power, for me, that sensation and actual experience of power beyond what I feel is normal in my life, right? That's, that's that feeling is it really stems from me being willing to prioritize happiness, joy, right? And when I prioritize that and I get myself into the place, what happens for most people is like they, they, something happens, they feel good. They laugh for a few minutes. Maybe even they have like side splitting laughter. You know, they're so excited. It's really great. And then five minutes later, they're like, come on, we got to get serious. Come on. We got to, we got to be in the world. Right. So when I'm willing to be more than the, the amount of joy that is normal in our lives, right. When I'm willing to feel it, and then feel it some more, and then feel it some more, and then feel it some more. And when life comes along and kind of smacks me in the face and says, don't you be feeling all excited like that. You just relax. You just sit down and you start thinking about how guilty you should feel for feeling this good anyway. You sit in the corner and think about that for a few minutes because life does that, right? It says to you as, as partners do and right, I don't feel good. Why should you feel so good? And so when we get to that point where we're willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to not hurt you in my feeling good, but I'm also willing to not, not feel good, <laughs> to actually feel good <laughs> and be willing to do that over and over and over again. And for me, that's where that unlimited power comes in because we're, we're sort of consistently tapped into something larger than ourselves. Tell us a little bit about your relationship to that sense of power. I do feel like you 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 nailed that with with joy it gives us that sense of unlimited freedom and power. I I connect freedom with power. Like if we're free to do, you know, what we feel like we're we're wanting to be authentic to say, to do. That's power. You know, and how do we how do we tap into that? That is by joy. That is by taking time to recognize where we even are, you know, and as sensitive beings, yeah, we do. We can look at the news or see things and feel almost guilty for feeling, feeling good, but that doesn't help anybody. If we're feeling disempowered, we can't help anybody. It starts with ourselves, but then we can't help anyone else either. So giving ourselves that permission, like the Marianne Williamson quote, it's not our darkness that scares us, it's our light. You know, really knowing that we are meant to shine. And the only one that can give ourselves that permission is us. And it's feeling that self-love and it's feeling that self-worth. And that does mean giving yourself permission for, 
for the joy, how do you feel joy? Getting really real about that and writing that list. List 10 things that bring you joy. They're there, you know, they might have been buried and you might have put them off for a long time, but they're there and they're waiting to be expressed. And the more we're in that state, we're in flow. And we know when we're in that flow, that is power. We get divine inspiration. We can do things 10 to 100 times faster than we did, you know, if we're in that forcing mode. You know, it really comes from that place of that heart, that that connection to everything. And it's not power over someone. It's power, like, within all of us. It's like the power that almost connects us all. And we're feeling it. It's like we're feeling that in our bodies. And it's just allowing us to to be that light. And, you know, if you have a partner that doesn't like to see you enjoy, well, you might want to look there too, you know, because like you want... And we all get in a bad mood sometimes. You know what I mean? We all get in a bad mood sometimes. We all get in a bad mood sometimes. But it'd be like, you are more likely to inspire that other person by being in a good mood rather than by going down that rabbit hole with them. You know, really by you standing in your joy, you know, Get them dancing with you in the kitchen, you know, like whatever it is to really like just bring that other person up. Yeah, we don't we don't help anyone by like really going down that dark hole. It's one thing to hold space and empathy. Of course, you know, we want to be heard when we're not in that top space because we've all gone there and go there. We're human. But really, how do you bring yourself to joy every single day, you know, to tap into that power of source energy and to, to the interconnectedness. Cause I do feel like that's how we're all healing, you know, ourselves, but also like the world, you know, is really by knowing that, knowing that power and knowing that the freedom that it can bring all of us. It has been such a pleasure to have you with me here today. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about how we can get in touch with you. How can our audience get in touch with you? Sure. I'm at JennyManion.com and I have a free seven-day chakra class. I have an online community where I do a free monthly healing for people, energy healing. I have a woman's group through there um, and that's donation-based. So I really, I like to help people. That is my, I want to give people easy tools uh, so they can live in happiness and just keep spreading that joy. That's what we all need right now is just to keep, keep spreading that joy. That's great. And I want to, of course, remind everybody that you can go to my website and take the, the two minute quiz at donalyn.blog. That's your joy quiz. Where are you on the roadmap to joy? And there are a lot of outcomes that you could have there and a lot of good, uh, information about, how to get from where you are to where you want to be on that journey. And of course, if you want to do an in-depth joy application, you're welcome to do that at joyousonpurpose.com. So thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. What a pleasure it has been. It's been such a joy. 